At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. My name is Chris Penner, your host for this episode. Today, we are joined by Jody Caston from Indeed. Jody is the managing director at Indeed, Canada's number one job site responsible for setting the organization's vision and go-to-market strategy. Jody's expertise includes a deep understanding of the Canadian job market, workplace trends, and what millions of job seekers and employers need to find the right fit. Jody has over 15 years of marketing and business development experience, having worked for high-profile brands such as Microsoft Canada, SAP Canada, (laughs) eBay Inc. and the Weather Network. She holds a Bachelor of Economics degree from Brock University and an Image Consulting Certificate from George Brown College. She currently resides in Toronto. Welcome to the show, Jody. Oh, thank you for having me. I will not share my bio after I've read <laughs> your your outstanding one. Um, yeah, thanks so much for joining us today. Obviously, quite a bit to talk about in relation to the job market in Canada and tying that back to what we're seeing in the world of marketing as well. Um, But we got a bit of background on you through your bio, but maybe you can tell us a bit more about your role with Indeed uh, and what path you took to get into that role today. Yeah, so I've been with Indeed for about 10 years and time does fly when you're having fun for sure. I was working happily at um, eBay and got a call from a recruiter and to be honest, I didn't even know who Indeed was or what they did and this recruiter kept calling me and he's like, I think you should really talk to our head of sales. Long story short, had a great meeting and you know, Indeed has just been a really great success story in terms of not only growing in Canada and, and helping millions of employers connect with millions of job seekers. But beyond that, you know, Indeed is a success story in terms of us living up to our vision and our mission at the company, which is to help people get jobs. And so it's, it's great to have passion in your career every day, but it's also really great to make that connection between employers and job seekers because a job changes somebody's life, right? Mm-hmm. So for me personally, um, that's really been a really great passion and joy over the last 10 years working at Indeed. And so we've, um, you know, we've built things significantly in Canada. We have offices across Canada. 
people across Canada supporting our employers and job seekers. And here we are today having a really great and interesting conversation about how employers can market better um, exactly. in this new economy that we're, that we're faced with. No, and, and, and that brings me to my second question, because obviously you, you've been with Indeed, as you mentioned, for 15 years. There's obviously been significant change over that period of time. But recently, Indeed made a change as to how uh, employers will pay for job listings and, and candidates. So maybe you can touch on that a bit more and maybe some of the logic behind why that change was made. Yeah, so we're we're switching our philosophy, if you will, from being a job search engine to being a matching and you know uh, jobs site. And the difference about it is instead of a cost per click model or traditional CPMs or pay by job posting, um, which a lot of sites do, um, we're really transforming the market. And one thing that we're looking to do is pay per application. And that's making it a little bit more effective and efficient for Canadian employers um, mm -hmm. so that they're actually paying for applicants and not just clicks to, you know, their, their job site or their job posting. And so uh, we've got lots of, you know, dynamics with the platform and the matching platform um, really helps to increase the efficiency. So, so talent acquisition um, representatives are also able to save time. And that's really the key as well, is taking some time uh, out of the uh, equation. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see, especially from an employer's standpoint, how this new structure would be beneficial and give you peace of mind that you're getting candidates for the money um, you're, you're putting out there. Beyond feedback from employers, are there any labor market factors that kind of push you guys towards this structure? of um of payment yeah i think there, i think it was a convergence of a couple of things that that have been happening i mean covid changed the labor force uh, tremendously a couple of things there you know we saw that um we had a very 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 tight labor market in canada and north america and covid didn't help that situation at all and we recently did a survey of about 400 canadian employers and they basically said that almost 50% of their candidate quality was poor. So that wasn't working well. 42% said it just takes so much time to hire and go through all of these applications. And then depending on the industry, for the employer, some employers were saying that I actually have too many applications and I can't get through them. Mm -hmm. And so we're just, we were just sort of finding that the whole process was a little bit broken in the traditional way of just put, posting a job and then hoping that a whole bunch of people or the right people apply and hopefully that those are the first 10 that apply. And so we decided to change it to um, a matching and hiring platform where the employer could actually go in, see some of the applications, and then the matching piece comes up um, for uh, job seekers that actually have resumes in our database or profiles in our database. We can make recommendations to the employer to say, hey, we have these five candidates right here that actually match the exact criteria that you yeah. have requested in your job profile. Yeah. And so that actually saves time. And then what we found is that 70% um, of the time when employers click on those matches, um, they actually are a match and they're working well. So um, we yeah. were able to take a little bit of time out of the process and make it a little bit more efficient. 
Yeah. Yeah. That, that's super interesting. And I want to go back to your point about 40, 47% of the employers you surveyed noting that they weren't getting qualified candidates or quality candidates. It's interesting because you know, my day job is helping run a digital marketing training school. So we are in the business of helping people develop skills that employers expect to be on their resumes when hiring for digital marketing jobs. And part of what we've kind of realized through research and, and chatting with employers is they don't necessarily have the awareness of what certain skills need are needed by that candidate because digital marketing is a relatively new caller uh, type of job. So I'm, I'm curious if, if you've heard either from employers or candidates, you know, what are some of the things missing? It, it could be in the context of a marketing job, but are, are they missing soft skills or are they missing technical skills? What seems to be the gap in making sure that the, the candidates are qualified? Yeah, I think for employers, I mean, you know, marketing needs to be specific in in this instance. And so when you give a range of two to 10 years, you're going to get a range of two to 10 years of experience of candidates. So if you're really looking for somebody that has seven years experience, then say that's, that's what you need. Mm -hmm. um, and so the more specific you can be in the job description and concise, sometimes the job descriptions have all of these wonderful things about the company, which are important and relevant. And I'll talk about that in a minute, but you know, you have, you have to kind of get across what is it specifically that you're looking for? Are there any certificates that you're looking for? Um, do you need like a Google certification for analytics? Be mm -hmm. as specific as you possibly can. If you go a little mm -hmm. bit wider outside of marketing, you know, if you're an electrician or you're an, uh, an apprentice, be specific about what the certification is and the province and whatever goes along with that. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. And then secondly, the soft skills is important. Talking about what kind of work environment is the candidate going to be working in. Remote work is, is a really big deal right now. And so um, you don't want a candidate thinking that they potentially can work from home or it's a hybrid role and they can work from home some of the time and then you're expecting them to be in the office five days a week mm -hmm. because then you're, you're sorting through that resume, you're booking, t you're wasting time booking an interview with somebody who really doesn't want to come into the office. Yeah. So there are a couple of different considerations that I think, you know, really need to be mapped out clearly and don't bury it in um, a lot of text and five paragraphs down in the job description. And that will also ha ha help our matching mm -hmm. uh, functionality as well. Um, so that you'll get you know better qualified candidates showing up for for the employers when they're using our platform. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And in coming to the candidates' perspective, you know, obviously, Indeed has a lot of job listings out there. Um, it, what advice can you give them in in terms of their application or or maybe tools they can use within Indeed to make sure they are finding um, jobs that match, you know, their experience and qualifications levels. Yeah. So at indeed.com, um, we have, uh, career guides and we also have, um, how to build an effective resume. So those, those two tools are definitely helpful for job seekers and, um, anybody that wants to add a profile to indeed for sure. But again, it's just, it's kind of the same advice that I just gave for employers 
also for job seekers, be really clear about your, what your qualifications are. If you have any, you know, educational um, degrees or certificates, um, how long did you work at a certain company? Um, make sure that it's really clear, and then any metrics that you can provide to to support. You know, I was able to reduce, um, you know, cost out of the marketing budget, and I was able to um, reduce our, you know, um, cost per application. In doing digital marketing, or I was able to increase our uh, social media presence by 10 million, you know, followers or what, whatever it is. Data matters um, because yeah. because now we don't. It's not a face to face. Isn't sort of the first time that we meet each other. We're meeting each other digitally. So just yeah. as you think about dressing up your Instagram profile <laughs> or whatever social media you use. You want to make sure that your resume and your profile on Indeed.com is definitely dressed and ready to go. Yeah, no, that's that's incredible advice. I find the the exact same thing. Data matters. Um, prove prove what you're able to do and and have done. In the context of marketing jobs and and maybe jobs in general, is there a particular set of jobs that you are noticing? is is being posted more and more frequently on indeed whether it be you know in the tech industry uh, or digital marketing is, is there anything in particular you're seeing yeah so let me talk about marketing first so um in the past year we've seen actually a 30 percent decline in overall marketing jobs okay which in some ways i guess isn't surprising as as companies are you know kind of holding uh headcount right now however having said that the marketing jobs that have increased year over year are social media uh, specialists, anything with digital marketing, mm-hmm. and then also any kind of brand ambassadors because brand is is sort of getting a new era from a marketing perspective um, mm-hmm. in job posting. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I would say just generally across Canada, healthcare is massive. There's still a shortage. PSWs, RPNs, nurses across Canada and every single province. IT still in demand, can't get enough IT professionals. And I would say trades are also really big right now. There's not yeah. enough trades people. Yeah. That's that's very interesting because you have the data to back it up. This is these are the jobs I hear through the grapevine, but you have the data to back it up. So um, that's that's very, very interesting. And something we're trying to obviously support with at Jelly Academy through our uh, digital marketing bootcamp. Coming back to education, you know, you guys are very in touch with employers. You know what they're looking for. Is there anything from whether it's post-secondary certificates, diplomas, uh, corporate trainers such as Jelly Academy? Is there anything outside of you know the traditional technical skills that we help students develop to enter the job market? that we should be focusing on to really put candidates out there that employers are looking for? So we did a a survey last year uh, in 2022, and four out of five Canadian employers told us that post-secondary education wasn't a requirement. So that's very interesting interesting because we're in a tight labor market. And so what that says to me is I'm more interested in what you've done and what your experience is. So again, if there's a way for you to highlight that in your resume or your Indeed profile, that's really important. So again, you know, things like I I led the team to do, 
you know, ABC and results were this. I won an award for overachieving on this. Mm -hmm. I contribute to the team in this way. I've helped, you know, reduce cost or I've helped generate X number of leads if you're going for a marketing position. Interesting. So definitely you want to showcase the education that you have and any extracurricular work that you're doing or courses that you're taking. But I think it's really interesting. And I think it's actually a really good thing that um, employers are, are looking more at experience versus, you know, I only want this kind of degree and then, mm-hmm. you know, I'll look at the rest after I, I, I do that. Because for most jobs, really, I mean, it really is about the experience um, mm-hmm. if you think yeah. about it. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you're you're opening yourself up to a way wider range of candidates then too. Um, well, that and that's a really good point, and that sort of yeah. opens you up to a little bit more diversity as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's something interesting we've even seen through Jelly Academy. We've had some folks who are newcomers to Canada taking our course because uh, they they believe they need local credentials, which it isn't to say it's not helpful, but they have the experience from, you know, the country they were living in previously. Um, so when employers can, you know, open up their eyes to a wider range of candidates, I think it's it's beneficial for for everyone. So that's, that's very interesting to learn. And from our perspective, we chat a lot with post-secondaries, and I think a lot of them are adjusting how they're doing things to be a bit shorter form and, mm-hmm. and robust in their their delivery because uh, like you say, it's still important to highlight those certificates and there's so many ways to do that in shorter, quicker forms that fit into everyone's lives now. So that's very, very interesting to hear. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. For employers, do you think there's anything they can be doing differently? I know you you mentioned in the job descriptions and their postings being very direct um, to the point, perhaps in their recruitment process outside of um, posting to platforms such as Indeed. Yeah, a couple things, and we touched on it earlier, and it's going to keep coming up uh, when when you think about this new world of work. And so we did, um, Indeed and Glassdoor did a a survey on what's important to employees. And the three things that come up, number one, remote work is here to stay. People want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Companies are going to have to figure that piece out. Yeah. Um, the second thing is the number one reason why people leave a company is for pay, according to this mm-hmm. study. And the third thing is that well-being and happiness at work really matters. So if you're an employer and you're thinking about marketing this particular job or you want to market um, the the brand, then that's something that you need to think about. And again, it has to be concise and data-driven. You know, if if, if you are, are competing with other companies in your industry, why are you different and what sets you apart? And how am I as an employee going to be happy at your yeah. company? Um, and I think, you know, it's expensive to hire people and to train people. Mm-hmm. 
And so we want to make sure that when we hire them, they actually stay. And so yeah. that's, that's what I call the human side mm -hmm. <laughs> of hiring all of the data and the matching and the, you know, the technology is really great, but that's really where you sort of get to put your marketing hat on and say, Hmm, how am I actually going to attract the best talent? And is it really a requirement for me to make sure that somebody's sitting at a desk from nine to five, five mm -hmm. days a week? How important yeah. is that to me versus getting the best marketing talent out there um, that I can possibly have to actually help me promote my company and my whatever I'm selling, my product or my service? Yeah. No, I love what you say about the human side. Like even just from personal experience, you know, it's one thing to have a job that, that drives you and really challenges you and maybe overworks you at mm -hmm. times, but helps you achieve career goals. But there's a lot to be said for being happy in the workplace. You're around good people. You're around people who, you know, understand the human element. So that's, that's great to hear. Well, those are my questions related to the labor market. I'm sure we could get much more granular <laughs> and dive in quite a bit more. Um, but I want to jump into some some fun ones, maybe some quick sure. some quick sure. questions, quick fire questions here. Number one, what was your first job? Um, my first job, I was a cashier at Crown Pharmacy, which was then bought out by Shoppers Drug Mart. Very cool. And what would you say, do you think, even looking back then to a job compared to what you have now, do you think that you've learned some things through that experience that still carry forward to today? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. You, you, yeah. yeah, you you learn a lot um, about human nature and getting along with people and being part of a team and um, showing up to work on time and having some responsibility and accountability and things aren't always as easy as you think they are. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And would you say you're a night owl or early bird? Early bird for sure. Early bird. Cat or dog person? Dog. Right on. And the last charity you supported financially or with your time and which one was that and why? Dress for success in Toronto. Um, I think it's really important um, that if we're going to give back, that we give back to our own communities. And I think Dress for Success really um, helps to uplift women who are really looking to take that career step through job skills, how to find a job, how to create a better resume, um, helping them get the right wardrobe to, you know, kill it in an interview. Um, all of those things are, are so important and, um, you know, women are 50% of the workforce. So, and I have a personal interest in it. So. Of course. Oh, that's, that's awesome. 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 And if you weren't doing the job you're doing today, what would you be doing? I'd probably be a decorator. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> like interior decorators, staging like homes design. that, yeah. yeah. Incredible. My wife is an interior designer, so that's very, <laughs> very interesting. Um, an app on your phone that you can't live without. I run my house on my phone, so I mean, there is a there you go. Them. It's probably all of them. <laughs> is it Google Home or is it something um, else? No, I mean, you know, it's the doorbell, it's the security, yeah. it's yeah. the sprinklers, it's just everything. <laughs> yeah. Into my phone. Isn't that crazy? Cool. Um, I haven't gotten there myself. We're, we're just with the Google Mini right now and the electronic keypad on the door, but that's as far as we've gone so far. Um, 
What's the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? Hmm. That's probably not a rapid fire question. No, that is a philosophical question. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. With age comes wisdom, I suppose. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, I think, I think, um, you know, just being more flexible and kind of slowing down um, <laughs> to to make room to listen to other people, I think probably is is you know helps me make better choices than just <laughs> nope or yes or you yeah. Know. So my younger yeah. self would be very decisive, and I think my older self is. Meh. Let's hear it out. Let's let let's uh, let's take a bit of time. <laughs> gotcha. That's awesome. Okay. And business or marketing book you'd recommend or podcast could be any um, of the above. Other than this one. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, you know, I've gone through five dysfunctions of a team with a couple of different teams, uh, probably three companies now, and I would say that's really a good one. If you're really trying to strengthen the team and really understand, because if you, the, the one thing about it is it really brings out um, what's not working and you really need yeah. a safe and trustworthy environment in order to have those conversations. So if you're mm -hmm. looking for high performing teams, it's actually a really good book and exercise to go through. So how to, how to have those hard conversations. Yeah. And who's yeah. the author? Do you, do you recall? Uh, I want to say Leononi. I'm going to murder his name. Oh, good. I'll just, just we'll, we'll put that in the show notes and we'll, we'll find it. So everyone, gotcha. Perfect. Perfect. So books, podcasts, is there newsletters that you subscribe to that, you know, whether it's marketing, business development, business in general? Not really, just, no. I tend to no. like reach out to get information versus it coming into my inbox. Yeah. Yeah. I personally have found that I've jumped on a lot of newsletters that I find interesting on my first read. And then all of a sudden, every Monday, I'm cluttered with yeah. newsletters. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, is there a life hack you'd be willing to share? Yeah. Get up early and do the things first that you don't love or you don't enjoy. And then you can save the things that you're good at and the things that you enjoy doing for later in the day. Um, yeah. I like that. Right on. Skills you would recommend for the new collar economy. And obviously that's probably a big blanket question, but anything in particular that comes to mind? I don't think skills are new. Um, so I think the, you know, things that have made us successful in the past continue to do so in the, in the new economy, if you will. And those are all of the social skills and, you know, mm -hmm. it's, are you flexible? Um, are you a learner? Do you, can you demonstrate that you're willing to learn? Um, you know, do you play well with others? Um, all of those skills really matter and it's it's really the team skills and i think as we go more remote <laughs> and we we start to connect a little bit more over you know zoom and and different platforms i think that skill becomes even more important because you don't really have the time in the office to understand the nuance and to kind of you know see the entire the, all of the body language um, so it takes a little bit more work, I think, to, um, get to know team members and nuances and organizations and culture. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. It's easy to get wrapped up in all the technology and wanting to be, you know, an expert at all these different pieces of technology out there, but uh, it comes down to being human. Um, on the technology front, new new collar economy. Should have asked this earlier, but I'm curious. Obviously, anywhere you go, you it's easy to start talking about AI. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that indeed is doing that we may see related to AI in the near future. Yeah, I think matching is a really good example of that, right? So, and and the predictability. So if I'm an employer and I constantly post these types of positions, whether they're marketing positions or um, RPN positions or electricians, then I get to know um, you like these kinds of candidates with this kind of experience. And so that's really, I think, how AI will transform job search. Um, but I do think that, you know, like I said, there is a human element to making good hiring choices and you have to actually talk to somebody in order to do that eventually at some point <laughs> in the interview or the, the hiring process. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm out of questions myself, but is there any parting wisdom you'd like to share with, uh, with our audience? Yeah, so I would say if you're an employer, try Indeed, our matching and hiring platform. And if you're a job seeker and you're in the market right now for a job, make sure that you've got a profile on Indeed.com so those employers can find you. Awesome. Well, really appreciate your time, Jody. It's been fantastic chatting about this. Like I said, we could probably get much deeper into this. We just scratched the surface today. Um, but really, really interesting to hear what Indeed is doing. Um, I know employers need qualified candidates, so great to hear that there's a solution out there uh, for them to find those candidates. Again, thank you for your time. Thank you to all our listeners at Marketing News Canada, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.